Welcome to Highly Functioning, a show about exploring, understanding, and optimizing the mind from a non-neurotypical lens. On this week's episode, we talk about standing orders, what they are, how they're relevant and applicable to meditation and mindfulness, and the ways in which you can correctly and incorrectly implement them. Key points that we touched on is how standing orders and other tools for mindfulness and meditation may be used differently for different people which means that even though one tool might work wonders for somebody, that doesn't always mean it will have a meaningful effect on you, and instead, you may need an assortment of tools to fix your specific issue. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting app. Follow us and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash highlyfunctioning. And if you like our content, consider supporting us at highlyfunctioning.ca. There you'll find bonus content, Q&As, and be able to provide direct input on how you can change the show. Hey Winston, how's hey, it going? Dude. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, I was caught off guard by that one, uh, but I'm good. Uh, I can't complain. Uh, excited for uh, our topic for today. Uh, yeah. How are you? I'm good. Uh, oh, I'm okay. Let's be honest. I'm okay. Uh, it averages out to to okay. But um, what I wanted to talk about today is standing orders. So it's been something I've been. thinking about a lot recently, because as you know, I'm doing my mindfulness training clients, these guinea pig clients, and I've realized how deeply important standing orders are for mindfulness. So what is a standing order? Basically a standing order, I think Ayn Rand came up with the term. If not her, then it's in like the objectivist, you know, school that I first heard of it. And basically what a standing order is, is something you give yourself your subconscious, like an order to keep an eye out for, right? So the example that I remember Ayn Rand talking about is she's an author. So she gave her subconscious a standing order to to pay attention to really pretty scenes and then try and describe them in her mind, right? So she wanted to practice this skill. Oh, that's beautiful. How would I write that scene? But as what a standing order is generally is just giving your subconscious an order to be on the lookout for something. So it triggers you when that thing happens. Um, And so as just one other example, the reason it's so important for mindfulness is because it's basically trying to build in a, like a a kill switch in an, in a thought pattern. So if you have a mental cue standing order, then what it is, is when your thoughts say a certain thing, it should notice that. So it's like giving your subconscious um, instructions to like monitor itself and notice when something is said to then call your attention. Oh, I'm always a failure. Oh no, like, or that kind of thing. And then there's a physical cue standing order, which is like, this is the way I'm formulating it, which the one I gave as an example to people to start with mindfulness is if you, when you're sitting on the toilet and so Like, how often do you sit on the toilet without having thought and decided, oh, I need to use the washroom, let me go. Like, if it's just you're on autopilot and you end up sitting on the toilet, can you notice that? And so, but anyways, it's just telling your subconscious, be on the lookout for X. And then, you know, empowering it to work for you, work with you. So that's kind of the framing I'd give it. But what, yeah, what do you think? And so... How, because I've, I've seen some stuff similar when we talk about, there's a therapy idea called automatic thoughts, 
mm-hmm. um, which is what does your, and we've talked about it this all the time, but like, what is it, what does your mind automatically tell you when there's a trigger event? You make a mistake. Uh, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like that's a, a automatic thought that you have. Mm-hmm. And part of what that exercise is, is noticing the automatic thought and then finding out what's a better way to fill that in with. So anytime you say I'm an idiot, you like, you basically for a week, I guess, focus just on idiot and find out anything, anytime you use the word idiot, be like, am I using this as a, um, using as a descriptive word for myself and why am I doing that? And is that actually warranted at the time? And so yeah. is that a similar, similar concept or is there something like as a, cause it seems like it's built upon a little bit more. Um, yeah. So that would be like a specific example of a standing order. And it's a more common one, right? For a lot of like mental health work, it's about noticing really negative thought patterns or negative emotions, self-talk, cognitive behavioral therapy. We'll talk about, um, you know, am I, you know, the cognitive distortions, right? So you want to keep an eye out for, oh, like, yeah, this is all or nothing thinking. This is catastrophizing. And so, but a standing order is kind of broader than that. And it's more like, I give it a more, a more proactive and positive, uh, like, view or grounding, right? So it's about how do I work with my sub- self subconscious to achieve things? Um, and so those are examples of, you know, one way to use um, standing orders. And so I find this interesting because I've seen it used a lot on the negative end. Um, and even like I can, my brain's starting to go associational in that I'm like, oh, like this is similar to like, uh, I can think about conversations I have with my female friends where they're like, oh, like I know, um, I keep an eye out for things when I'm walking out at night so that I'm like, I'm always mindful right. of these things that are going around and explain it. I'll text a friend. I'll make keys in my hand, like that, those type of things. Like I've seen that sort of thing being used in the negative, but I'm curious to, is that how you would do that in the positive? Is that like, oh, because I want to be a more mindful person. If I ever see a flower, I will take a moment to sit and like stare at it. Is that like a promise that you make it yourself? Like, is that how it's done? That, that could be how it's done. Yeah. I think though there, there has to be a distinction between sort of just generally automatized things and then giving yourself a standing order. Right. So could you give me an example of a, like a, like of a standing order that you've used um, and how it's like sort of panned out? So I, I like, to be honest, i never gave myself many in this exact framework because, but I've just like, this is the, when I came across this concept, I had already applied a lot of these things from different mental health um, exercises, right? And so that's the thing is, there are lots of ways people use this. And this is sort of the abstract term and, and a real uh, fleshing out of what it actually means and what's going on. But as I sit and try and think of like actual active ones I've given myself, Again, like one of the other topics I had listed recently was uh, counterfacts. And so that was one that's a specific thing, more similar to what you did, uh, what you mentioned, like, yeah, okay. Every time I notice myself giving a negative explanation, catch it, give myself a positive explanation. Or I was just, you know, mindfulness generally is trying to catch all of the thoughts, right? So a standing order to catch all of the thoughts. Um, But yeah, I've not given myself too many explicit standing orders. I suppose like I'm always on the lookout for nice quotes and I'll write them down. Like that's something that I really want to pay attention to. But again, 
None of these were consciously programmed the way a standing order would be, in my understanding. These were things that I've started to do, and it's important to separate automatizations versus standing orders because there's lots that people do automatically, but that doesn't mean it's like an agreement with your subconscious. I keep saying self-conscious. So this is you like organizing, I guess, like, you know, when you're just in the experimentation phase of just trying a bunch of things out, you're sort of getting to the cusp of like boiling it down to what. Oh, so wait, actually, I just thought of one I gave myself. I actually did do this. And it's funny because it's a meta one. So because I'm doing these mindfulness training exercises with people, I gave myself a standing order to any time I notice something that I think would work well as an exercise. So anytime I notice something that helps trigger my mindfulness awareness, to be aware of it and to, do you get what I'm saying? So I see like anytime that you feel that you're mindful, keep track of what you actually did at that time so that you can replicate it in another situation. Any, yeah, anything that's like a trigger of, oh, this is a mindful moment. Would this help me be mindful if I wasn't otherwise? I notice those things, which is the exact opposite of what I you want ideally, because then it's taking me out of all of my mindful moments as they happen. Mm-hmm. But that's the standing order I gave myself so I can record these exercises and give them to other people to use. So I'm mm-hmm. always on the lookout of, oh, this thing adds mindfulness to my life or this action brought me back into my my moment, right? And so that's a standing order. I'm always on the lookout for those things. The one thing I'm a little bit confused about, right, is what's the difference between what you're saying and what mindfulness just is, right? Mindfulness is supposed to be about, like it's a reminder to pay attention to to the space, the environment, the present around you. And you're almost, you're recommending that people do so and make an almost an active promise to do that. Is a standing order a, um, basically a routine example of when you do that? And what is the actual, because I'm a little bit confused about the actual term standing order. Like I initially thought it was like something like like military at the time, Um, but explain. Okay, so- Maybe, maybe I conflated two things by accident. So I think that using what is called a standing order is a key thing to help someone be mindful in a more active way rather than sit and meditate to be mindful, right? So I think it's a very too useful tool for mindfulness. Um, and yeah, mindfulness, the, it would be like the fundamental me- mega standing order is Anytime you notice any thought that you're not in control of, catch it and come back to the moment. But that's not the way, like, I, would, I wouldn't call that a standing order the way I understand it. But that would be- not particularly useful either. Like, that's- I mean, it's very hard to implement, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. That's what Buddhism and stuff tells you. Like, that's the goal. Meditate, practice that thing, and eventually you'll be a mindful, blissful person, Right. That's basically what they say. And I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. That's very difficult to do. Not everyone wants to do it like that, but how do we apply that principle like, you know, in life generally? And so there's this idea of a standing order. And so before we talk about standing orders for mindfulness, there's just a standing order is your conscious mind telling your subconscious be on the lookout for X. And then when you notice X, you can initiate a conscious process from that point. So again, Ayn Rand's example is she gave any, um, any like 
you know, scene or, or visual experience she sees that's really beautiful. She wants to notice it and call her own mind to attention so that she can choose to try and describe it in that moment, right? So it's a standing order is to call your attention. It's like a, it's like a red light going off or a light bulb going off or whatever. So you can then initiate a conscious process from that point forward. And so what I'm trying to do is to use that tool, use that mechanism to help people be more mindful. So I'm trying to find different areas of their life, different aspects in which a standing order can be made just to call attention, not to then necessarily do some other action, but that like the actual premise that um, as I understand it from like from objectivism is it's, it's for any action to be taken. It doesn't, it's not like necessarily, I mean, by its so, nature, when you're pulled to the moment in total control and choosing to do something, yes, technically you're mindful in my understanding of what it means to be mindful, but mindful has like a lot of baggage and other stuff associated with it as well, right? Okay, so that makes a lot more sense to me because it seems that it's like, it's something that was already created and you see this as a useful tool that could be used in the, um, like, in finding out how best to be mindful. Cause like I can, I can already see places in which, and apologize, this might be a little bit tangential, but I can already see places in which um, I've seen something like this being done before. And you can tell me if this is the case. Um, I, I forget who the psychologist was, but uh, there was someone who said that over the, in one year, you can only change one major thing about yourself. So it's like, if I'm someone, and I don't know if I agree or disagree with this thing, yeah. um, and I don't know to which populate stuff like that. But um, sure, if you assume that's assume that's true, yeah. um, he yeah. mentioned that like for that period of time, whether it be for in his case a year or for like three months, six months, he just meant you need a longer time scale than just I'm going to be productive this week. He yeah. mentioned that part of that is focusing on a singular thing that you want to stop or call attention to and only focus that as the most singular thing because yeah. anytime that you start adding five six seven on top it becomes yeah. too much that your mind doesn't pay attention to it right so he's like if you find that you're a very um i guess apologetic or uh, inadequate person right it's always pay attention to when you feel inadequate that's all don't don't like of course you're going to feel other things along the way but that is your goal for the next six months is to fix your inadequacy and your standing order is to pay attention every time that you're um, being that you feel inadequate and write about it, find out why we'll sit and talk about it and things like that. Um, and from what I, and I hate how I can't remember his name. I might, uh, I'll try to find out after I, I saw it in a, I believe it was a business conference. Um, and I, I looked at it and like, it seems to make sense to me, like whether it's a year, six months, three months, like that's to be argued, but it seems like a pretty good strategy moving forward on how, you could think about changing yourself to do something um, to do something that you want to want to do or want to improve on. And in this case, it's to be used for specific mindful uh, scenarios. Does that make sense? Sort of, but I want to, again, standing orders aren't necessarily linked to being mindful in, in the way I think you're putting forward, right? That's how I'm saying, I think they'll be well used, but no, like it could be for just like a creative work. It could be for anything. It can be, it, has nothing, it doesn't necessarily have to do with mindfulness. And yeah, anytime you're telling yourself to really be on the lookout for something and actually getting your, your subconscious to be doing that, then that is that sort of 
thing. But I'll also clarify that, you know, in, in, in this view of what a standing order is, it has to be a dis, like a very concrete uh, direction or, um, yeah. So it's not like pay attention when I'm inadequate, right? Because it's difficult for your subconscious to understand what is inadequate. And like you might, you could feel inadequate for three days before it notices I'm feeling inadequate, right? And mm. so it needs to be a specific prompt. And so when I was talking with, uh, so again, one of the examples is I was talking with someone and he, he was saying how he's forgetful and he doesn't want to leave his apartment and have to come back in because he's just not mindful. He's always rushed. And so the standing order for him was when he steps on the stair. So his subconscious can notice I stepped on the stair, right? Mm, okay. Um, right. That is a very clear cut cue. And for someone else I was talking with, it's what, so if it's related to an emotion, cause he also brought up an emotion originally, and then it's okay. Well, when you're in that emotional state, what does your mind start saying to you? Oh, I'm inadequate. That's mm -hmm. what my mind says to me. And so, okay. When you think I'm inadequate, that's the cue. So it's not some vague thing. It's an actual, what is the word phrase you commonly use? Like so I'm an that, idiot. So the I'm an idiot was probably a much better example on how you right. can catch that. Okay. Right. That's fair. Um, so it needs to be a, a more concrete prompt. But again, standing order and standing order for mindfulness are separate, right? It's so, the same tool, just applied differently uh, depending on the, the use case, right? Right. Would, like what a standing order would be for me and what a standing order would be for you would one be different on whether we want to do mindfulness versus like some other task. And also what exactly is that, what, what exactly is it that we're trying to accomplish in the mindfulness or the other task? And, it's right. and like, like, mine might be idiot. Yours might be, I'm a horrible person, whatever it might be, just pay attention to the horrible person and the idea and the idiot. Yeah, but I also want to say like a good example would be stand-up comedians, right? When they think, oh, that's really funny. They capture it. They store that. They like, whereas when I see something, oh, that's really funny. It's just, oh, that's really funny. But no, they want to be on the lookout for things they can use as material. So they had a standing order, like track that, pay extra attention, like turn this switch. Whereas for me, oh, that's really funny. It's just part of the flow of what could be going through my mind, right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I've, 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 I have a friend of mine who's a comedian. He says the same thing. He's like majority of the time, what I try to do is in monotonous situations, find the funny in the monotony. And I try to, and that might not apply directly, but um, he also mentions how whenever he's in a situation, something funny happens. He has a little notebook on the side that he writes it down. Even mm -hmm. if it's like a monotonous thing, like he sees someone spill a drink on the street or something like that. And he laughed or he giggled, or he felt that feeling to giggle. <laughs> he would write it down so that at home, uh, he has his own creative process on how we do it, but he like write about it and write about it 15 different ways and then test it out to see what was funny. Yeah, exactly. And so it's about like making those agreements with yourself. And I can't think of other examples off the top, but I think we have a general uh, understanding now of, yeah, what it is. And I think it's really, it's useful across the board, right? If you're trying to build a business, you want to be on a lookout for stuff. If you want to try and be more mindful, that's how I'm trying to use it. Because for me, it's so important for mindfulness because again, I'm trying to translate the experience you have or that people have in meditation, but how does that apply when actively living your life? 
because mm-hmm. again, it's it's the same process. It's just a kind of more uh, intense and and um, extensive one when when you're living life normally, right? And sorry but, to put you on the. Oh, go ahead. But but so the the whole idea is when I start giving people standing orders and helping them like understand, it's building in awareness of the automatic thought processes, right? And so it's just starting to get aware of where the thoughts are coming from when they're coming up without your, you know, uh, being in control of them and that sort of stuff. Um, So that's like, I'm trying to make recursive standing orders, which you can, uh, from my experience, I know you can go overboard with and have an endless loop. But the whole idea is, yeah, I've, I've only really encountered standing orders in terms of like a generative thing, like writing or whatever. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do we turn these into kind of like recursive standing orders so you can get your subconscious to work with you on being mindful. Explain what you mean by recursive standing orders. So like the, the subconscious catching itself and then going like in on itself to calm down basically is the view is if you know, so like, that's what you do in meditation is your, when you notice that you're thinking, you should catch it, but then also you shouldn't get mad that you've been thinking. So you have to, if you, because the common thing is you have to let go. So it's almost like two standing orders, right? You have to catch the first one and then catch the second one so that you can then let the thought just pass, right? Mm -hmm. But so the, the first start- standing order is pay attention to what's coming on through your, I guess, mental highway. And the second standing order is anytime you get distracted or taken out of the way, just remember to just let it go. Uh, and this it's way nice. you're both paying attention and being, I guess, mindful or meditating at the same time. Essentially. Yeah. I don't want to get, too I'm, I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to reduce uh, mindfulness and meditation to yeah, two so- steps, but uh, I know I'm, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole idea of what I'm talking about with recursive functions is because we're not silent, we're not doing that process, but it's basically like the thought comes up and you want to catch it and have your subconscious, the standing order is basically understand why that came up, right? So you, and then once you know there's, like basically the goal is once your subconscious knows that you're not paying attention to the stuff that it's feeding you, because you have a standing order, it gets you into conscious control and then you go, okay, I didn't need that to come up right now, right? The more you can do that, the more, like your subconscious stops feeding you, right? If it doesn't get the attention, if it doesn't get the feedback it's wanting, it'll just learn that, and this is the experience you have in mindfulness, it just starts quieting, right? And so you need to have it know. So that's when I call it a recursive function. It's like calling its own attention to itself so it knows to stop doing stuff. Mm, basically and it helps it helps the subconscious understand that and i think to extrapolate by not doing that that's how you get this like this break apart in your in your brain that might cause some issues where you have your subconscious thinking something like you might have some conscious thoughts in your you might have subconscious things that are going on in your head that are automatized but then your i guess uh conscious brain is not aware that all this stuff is going on because there's no real pathway or there's no real conversation that's going on between them because you've never thought to put that like put that put them in a meeting meeting room together to have that standing order right that, that's essentially correct i think that 
the, the way I was thinking of it, it's, it primarily manifests slightly differently in the average person. They become, we've talked about automatons, right? So it's more, it's not as much that they're in conscious control and they don't know what their subconscious is up to, is that their subconscious is in control of them. They're not, and they're just doing automatic things. And, and like, so it's more that, excuse me, I think is the more common experience, but that's also true. It's like, oh, your like anxiety is like your mind's all over the place. You can't get it to focus. But I think like it's, it's, it's either or. And so it's, it's building in like a, a very clear, yeah, oh, a, a very clear step. Let's, let's take conscious control right now. Because that's all mm-hmm. mindfulness is about is being in total conscious control of everything, right? Exactly. Makes sense. And uh, the one thing, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but um, with some of the mindfulness training that you're doing, um, what would like the first standing order look like? Because I would imagine it's probably something fairly simple and easy to do so that you build up a tolerance for being able to do harder and harder tasks. So yeah, well, do you have a general one that you, besides, I guess, sitting on the toilet that, uh, <laughs> that, that you recommend? That was the one that I, I gave everyone to do. Um, but yeah, basically, I have a few different ones. So one I mentioned before to you, I think it's the phone whiplash. So that's like a physical cue standing order. Like if you notice you've picked up your phone without consciously deciding, let me pick up my phone and look at it. You go like this and you need to like react like, oh, like, and so it's the cue is I picked up my phone. Like I didn't, I didn't decide to pick up my phone, but the phone's in my hand now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's another example. Um, that's like, uh, and that's huge. Cause I, I did the same thing where, and this is funny because I didn't know anything about these standing orders, but um, I thought like I get stuck on YouTube or I get stuck on a specific app indefinitely. So I'm going to pay attention to every time that I open that app. And I didn't, of course, do that, uh, <laughs> do the, the, the dramatic uh, look at my phone, but I, I automatically without even noticing it, or I was noticing it at the time, would open up my phone, let him looking at scroll over, find out, open up the folder and click on YouTube. And I could do it closing my eyes. And I'm just there and I'm like, whoa, like what the heck just happened? And who the heck made this person do that? You know what I mean? Um, and then after it was, it was better. I was better at being like, okay, like I've picked up the phone now. I need to not put it down. Or like, I, I'll pick up the phone. Like when I first started, I'd like pick up the phone, open up YouTube and I notice. And I got better and better at being like, okay, now I'll stop at the folder. And then I'll stop at me opening up the screen and logging in. And then lastly, I'll stop at actually putting up, picking up the phone and then putting it back down when I know I don't really need to look at anything. Yeah, and, and that's uh, like a very good example. And I think um, particularly what standing order would emphasize is like if you have a vague order, like don't open YouTube as much, that will be harder because there, that's a very complex thing for your subconscious to understand. But if you said, when I see the red screen as YouTube is opening, stop. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it's a very clear, that's literally a red light. Right. So it's like a very clear thing because your subconscious more. So it's not like, it's hard for it to get triggered by an abstract thing that would have to integrate. Like I'm in the process of watching YouTube. Right. Is this good? Is this bad? What is as it's, much it's, all of those things? It's clear. Like, Oh, like I'm stepping on this step. I'm sitting on the toilet. I I'm there's a red YouTube logo loading in front of me. So then it's there, it's the thing your mind's paying attention to and the trigger can go off more easily. But if that, if it has to think about more stuff, then it'll be, um, so is this a good example being 
every time I see the YouTube logo pop up, I'll ask myself, why am I opening this? Yeah. Am I like purposeful right now in why I want to watch YouTube or am I just killing time? But the whole idea is, yeah, when the red comes up, cool. get out of your automat automated, uh, automatized process and like, why am I doing this? Okay. And, and then you also, you can confirm, okay, did I consciously decide to do this? Did I decide, okay, yeah, I have a half an hour to kill. You know, I have some other stuff, but I want to watch YouTube right now. Did you choose to go through that thought process or did you just open YouTube? Maybe that happened in the background, but you didn't actually think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think like to, to your point, I think that's a major, a major point to hit on is that like, try to find the easily understood colors, sounds, like I was gonna say noises, but that's also sounds. Um, but those really, those things that almost create that look that you had with your phone where it's like, I saw red, that means, or I saw red at the YouTube sign, that means think about this or ask myself this and put that like block there. So I almost see it as like, you're trying to create these breaks in your- um, In your automatic thinking. Your automatic it, thinking, like similar to what meditation is trying to make you do. You've just found a different tool in which you could do that, create a yeah. break. Yeah, because basically meditation, what you're doing is you're literally sitting there practicing this at as slow a speed as possible. But that's not what most people want to do. They want to live their life, right? Um, and so it doesn't have to be so discreet, like such a clear cut thing like that. Like I said, you know, a comedian will be looking for the, the sign. Oh, that's funny, right? Or it can I be a, when I laugh. Right. And, or it can be a, like a word phrase. So it's like when, when your subconscious feels that, or I don't know, senses or whatever, when your subconscious runs those words through it, it will notice those words. And again, it's all about what, what mindfulness is about is, or what meditation is about, I should say, not what mindfulness is about. What meditation is about is catching those automatic thought patterns and that's mm -hmm. it and creating breaks. And, and so you can eventually when your subconscious learns that it's not going to be getting attention from your conscious mind and it can't just run rampant, um, then it quiets, right? Like, cause it, and it, there's, and there's also different ways in which you can apply this, right? Like it doesn't necessarily, um, and I want to make it clear that doesn't necessarily mean do one or the other in standing orders or meditation. It can be a hybrid process depending on where you are on the journey, right? If you yeah, find yeah. meditation easier for you and it comes really easy, maybe you don't need a standing order or you, don't, you find that it might be too much for you. And there's other meditation things that you're trying. Meditation is just like, meditation is a standing order, right? You sit there and you say this mantra, say this mm -hmm. mantra, say this. Okay, that's not a standing order. Actually, I lied. Never but mind. that's like, and there's multiple, and I, I guess the point you're making is that there's the multiple different tools and which at what, the, what degree you use those tools is really dependent on your situation. Right. And the implicit standing order in meditation, I should say, is whenever I'm doing anything other than this thing, catch it. Right. That's, that's what I meant. So like, this is the mantra and the standing order is lit. That's why it's so intense. Literally anything, if anything happens other than this specific meditation thing. Catch call it. attention to it. And anytime you call attention to it, that I guess the second standing order, let it go. Right. And mm -hmm. so the whole idea is, okay, that is fundamentally what meditation is. Give yourself one task to do. And the standing order is anything else. Here's how you act with it. And I'm saying, okay, 
that's nice if people want to sit in a cave for 10 hours a day, like, and I'm not disparaging meditation, it's hugely important. Um, but that principle, how do we apply it at the other extreme? And how do we just start to catch some of the things that are there? Because it's the same mechanism. And I think if we can start here and catch those, we can get down to a point of mindfulness as well, rather than trying to build up from there. Yeah. And even if you do like small progress over a long enough time scale, like it's still beneficial for you. You still, even if you're going 1% every day, right? It starts to compound. Yeah. Um, so on that, um, there was one more thing I had to say. Just fleeted me. Any, uh, any other things that you want to add on standing orders before we wrap up? Uh, I just think it's a really exciting thing, right? Like I think this is a tent, like a core piece of what it means to be mindful. And I'm exploring generally like what I think mindfulness actually is. Cause I think I have a, a, at least unique, potentially not totally new, but a, a unique framing on what it means to be mindful. And so this is a really exciting thing that I think people should really think deeply on as how would this apply to their life and what could they do um, to create standing orders that, you know, either help them be productive, help them be more mindful. And it's like very few people think about how do I get my subconscious to work with me? And this is kind of like the key thing as I understand is, is that connection um, of, of a standing order. Okay. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it. You don't know. <laughs> Couldn't. Exactly. 